right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we got a first-time new co-host, comedian Jason Harris, and we're talking about really one of the best movies of the year, Eighth Grade. But before we get into any of that, I just wanted to make a few uh, mentions here at the top of the show. I uh, remind you guys that if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. You could also rate and review us on iTunes. That would be awesome. Five stars would be great. And uh, what else we got going on here? I'm a guest on a podcast called The Green Room Podcast, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, that just went up this morning, so... Uh, Go listen to me talk about music and movies and my podcasts and just a bunch of stuff. It was a fun conversation. And uh, what else we got going on recently? Well, if you notice, today's episode might sound a little bit different. I'm in the middle of like a total computer meltdown disaster, so I don't want to bore you with all the details, but basically I'm jumping between laptops and computers and just trying to get this thing done and out to you guys. So I hope you enjoy it, and I'm sure we'll get this thing straightened out within the next week or something, uh, but my computer is a mess. But we'll live through it. We'll get to some kind of solution. I don't know what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, today we are talking about 8th Grade, the new A24 film. It uh, follows the life of Elsie Fisher, a girl in 8th grade who is getting ready to embark on high school. And she uh, does little video, YouTube video series um, like so many young kids do nowadays. And it's just a total look into the life of that age. It, it, there's so many parallels to what it was like for me and those of us my age. And But at the same time, it's just such a different life now with social media and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's really amazing the way that they really shine a light on that. And it's crazy that this is a first-time writer-director. It's Bo Burnham, who's a stand-up comedian, and uh, he really did an incredible job of doing this kind of really cool, unique version of a coming-of-age tale. And it was a lot of fun to talk about with Jason Harris. Uh, let's jump right into the episode. Right, so today on the show we have a uh, first-time co-host uh, with us. It's Jason Harris. Jason, how you doing? Yay! I'm number one, the first co-host ever. <laughs> well, that's that's not what I meant exactly. I meant like first time on this show for you. You're the first. This is the first time you've been the co-host. Uh, I screwed it up, didn't I? I just, is, nobody's going to know what I meant. This is already going downhill. This is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I mean, did you expect any less, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I didn't expect to hit that high bar so quickly. I just thought it would be all this low point. But, you know, <laughs> say well, we'll see. We'll see what we could do from here on out. We'll see if we could, uh, you know, keep a good level, keep things going well, you know. Uh, but <laughs> I'm glad to have you on the show. And, um, we, we, we've been wanting to do this one for a couple of weeks now. We're going to be talking about eighth grade. And uh, I, this is a movie that 
I really wanted to try to cover. It's already been out for a couple months now, but it's one I didn't want to let slide by because I think it's a really great one to talk about. And, uh, you know, with that said, I think we could kind of just jump right in because I think, um, you know, we'll probably have some puzzle pieces that are a little a little different, maybe ones that neither of us had thought of. But I think there's a lot of also inspirations that are like kind of like right there on its sleeve. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where things go with it. But, you know, with that said, if you want to go ahead, you can go ahead with your first puzzle piece. Okay. Well, do we do we have to tell the audience a little about the film or do we just go in assuming they all know the movie already? I do a little uh, intro before that that plays oh. before the actual conversation. So. I see. This is the magic, people. You're getting the behind-the-scenes stuff now. Um, That's right. My, my first <laughs> – the movie that I uh, – and I haven't seen it in years, but uh, that's okay. Uh, the first movie I that this kind of recalled for me was Welcome to the Dollhouse, the mm-hmm. Todd Solon's film from 1999 that uh, kind of uh, put him on the map right there. And uh, that was just um, – one of the first movies to me that captured the real awkwardness and angst of uh, being an adolescent and having a crush and not fitting in and figuring that if you can kind of make this thing work with your crush, then everything will work out fine. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. That, that's great too, because yeah, that that is a, a major theme of the movie is the awkwardness of growing up of adolescence and all that. And that definitely, um, welcome to the dollhouse is such a great example of that. <laughs> and it's, it's a great yeah, movie I, too. I, I got to check it out again, but I believe it would still hold up. I remember just watching it and you know, the, I mean, having grown up in a suburban New Jersey where if I'm not mistaken, that film takes place, you know, I just, it Sounds felt right. very, felt very real to me, you know? Yeah. So, um, I know there are a lot of different aspects and themes we're going to try to tackle, but to me, that was the overarching theme of the film was the kind of idea of, um, man, how difficult it is to not to find your place and find who you are at that age and, how, uh, how heartbreaking that can be. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and you know, my first puzzle piece is good, you know, transition right into it, uh, is another movie, uh, a little, a little more broader comedy, but, um, it's another movie that deals with the awkwardness uh, of growing up and that's American pie. Um, which at the time really kind of captured, uh, you know, as silly and dumb as the movie was, it really did capture a lot of what, uh, you know, kids that age were like, um, of course that's uh, senior year, I believe they were in and, you know, this is eighth grade, but, um, it's still a generational thing. It's, it's just, it's a movie that deals with, uh, those transitions and all that. And of course, um, you know, the banana scene is a little bit of a parallel to the pie scene. Uh, not quite as graphic. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um yeah, the banana scene in this is is uh quite good, uh, you know, where she uh, she kind of YouTubes like how to give a good blow job and yeah. they tell her to practice on a phallic shaped uh food and you know, her uh she's work she the, the whole point is she hates bananas but uh and uh <laughs> you know, is confronted by her father uh, who doesn't know exactly what she's doing, but knows she hates bananas and is wondering what she's doing. So um, (laughs) what I like about uh, American pie is I, you know, was 
of pretty much finished high school when that movie came out. I remember I was writing a screenplay about like my life in high school. And I saw that movie and I was like, God damn it. They like nailed it. Like they they stole the moment when I, when I humped a pie, they stole it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been humping pies for all these years and now I don't have to do it, but I don't know. There was like, you know, a lot of these, I think, you know, why I like American pie as a pick um, is um, because that idea of, you know, the never ending fun that you could have in high school also is something a lot of movies leave out, right? Like it's all like, Oh, high school sucks and this and that, but that that was a good group of friends and the, the party atmosphere. And a lot of, a lot of people did have that in high school. Yeah. So absolutely. um, I I look back fondly at high school myself. Um, I, I, I prefer my college years, but I, I certainly can't complain about my high school life. Well, I can complain about everything, but that, I guess, isn't the point of this podcast. So, um, well, so I'm just going to riff off of what uh, you're riffing off of, right? Which is kind of these like um, seminal high school uh, party films. And there is a great party sequence in eighth grade where our main character goes to like the cool girls party. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a mixed bag for her of, you know, she, she is taking a risk there and she's also, um, you know, not fitting in all the way and everything. So the, the next one, and I think it's like totally different tonally. It's even that next level of American pie. I would say project X because of the use of technology. So that's another Mm. aspect of eighth grade, right? Where eighth grade is about, um, you know, this girl's social media presence and everything like that. And Project X, um, you know, was probably the most successful version of a uh, found footage comedy that, that I think probably ever existed, I'd say. You know, I never actually did see Project X. I, I remember hearing mixed things about it, and but I did hear that it, it's it really does something interesting, whether people liked it or not, something interesting by combining comedy with found footage rather than the usual horror thing, you know? Well, it was, um, I believe at one point in time, it was like the most to- illegally downloaded movie of all time, right? <laughs> so that should show you how well it related to the generation, right? Sure. You know, because this is this is what ten years. I don't know how long ago Project X came out. I'd say probably ten years ago, right? right? So yeah. that was when, like, you know, kind of torrenting kind of got a little more mainstream and everything. But the idea of documenting your life and everything that you're doing as a young person is, um, you know, obviously prevalent today on social media. And you can see in the scenes where she's on like Instagram and everything and how important it is to her and how she asked her dad to leave her alone. This is Kayla, the the character's name. She asked her dad to leave her alone at dinner and just let her be on her phone. And um, as a uh, father to like, uh, my daughter is four, that's like heartbreaking to me. I hope that never happens, but uh, that, Seem, that it is seems how it inevitable goes. from what I know about people. But uh, I'm obviously yeah, not a parent. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so um, but yeah, no, I just I you know that that was one of the prevalent kind of themes of this film was the use of technology in daily life and documenting yourself. And I do think whatever whether you like Project X or hate it, like they did a very good job of that. So. Sure. Absolutely. Well, that, that's actually a really great uh, transition to my next one because it also deals with the te- uh, technological aspects of the film and uh, specifically social media and all that stuff. 
Um, and that's Ingrid Goes West, um, which is a movie that I absolutely love. And uh, I, at the time, I thought was pretty much the most realistic usage of social media I've seen in any movie, uh, you know, save for the, you know, the crazy parts. But um, but just the way that the characters actually use it in the way that the real world, real people do. Um, I feel eighth grade takes that and goes even a f- step further, which makes sense because of the generation that it's portraying. Um, you know, th- this is some of the most realistic examples I've seen on film of, you know, what social media is and what it means to people and how it's used by people today. Um, whereas a lot of the time, you know, it, it they do like little fake versions of it that just kind of work for a movie. Um, and this, it, it was, it was really basically what, what the internet is for most people. Um, I saw Ingrid Goes West and I did not like it as much as you did. I yeah. felt like it kind of fell apart in the end. And like they, they, there was a lot of forgiveness giving, given to the character that was unearned at the end of that movie. But right. I understand your point of like kind of living in this world of social media and, um, you know, like the uh, es- essential nature of it to some people at this sure. time in life. You know, not to go on a big Angry Goes West tangent or anything, but I, I've heard that criticism a lot before. And to me, I think the ending is a lot more dark than they let on. I don't think she's getting forgiveness. I think it's, I mean, I think she's just really going further off the deep end than she ever was in the first place. Um, whether or not that's true, I'm not sure. But, you know, to me, it's more of a darker ending with less forgiveness. <laughs> But maybe that's well, just me. whatever whatever you have to do to fit it into your little box to love it, go for it. I guess so. <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, what would so, your next puzzle piece be? Well, I got. A, I don't know if you saw this one. This is a little obscure, but it's such a good movie. Um, Rocket Science. Did you ever see that movie? It kind of put Anna Kendrick on the map back in the day. Did you ever see that film? I'm pretty sure I did see it back when it first came out. I, I can't remember it very well. I love that movie. Um, it was about a, uh, like a, a high school boy with a stuttering problem, and he so he joins the high school debate team. You know, yeah, and, I did see this. Yeah, and um, it was just a great. Again, you know, I believe that one took place in New Jersey. Also, basically, if you want to grow up awkward, grow up in New Jersey, where I sure. where I grew up is the point <laughs> of this. But. Um, yeah, man, it was so good, and they captured like these re- relationships really well. Um, so that uh, I guess you know, if you're looking for something a little more off the beaten path, that would be one that I would recommend. And everything. Yeah, no that that was a great movie. I I forgot about it. It's it's been. I think I saw it when it first came out, and uh, yeah, I, was that her first role or no, Anna Kendrick. I think that was the first one I knew her from. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was on Broadway before that. Sure. Yeah. You know, she really broke out and up in the air, but that was. Right. Um, right. Um, well, my next puzzle piece uh, is another newer movie, which sometimes when I uh, point out a newer movie as a puzzle piece, I mean, it's pretty clear that these movies might have already been in development or whatever. It's not really an inspiration, but I still see uh, parallels, you know, at least inspiration in the same uh, places that each filmmaker was coming from. But uh, another more recent movie is Lady Bird. Um, which is a a little bit of a different stage of life, but also a look at uh, 
you know, a young girl growing up um, and, you know, kind of slicing into that, that particular uh, period of her life and seeing what that's like for, for somebody like really looking in and, and seeing that kind of a uh, coming of age moment. And for, for someone who isn't well, necessarily always represented on the screen, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a great movie. A lot of good stuff in Lady Bird. I think, again, if I, I, I maybe I'm uh, being a little too critical of, of certain films, but I really did like Lady Bird. I just felt like they missed their perfect ending and tacked on an extra scene at the end. And I was like, one scene less than this movie yeah, is perfect. I agree but, with you 100%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, no, but that was a very good. Uh, I mean, you know, Saoirse Ronan, man, she can pretty much do anything, sure. can't she? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> well, when I think of uh, Lady Bird, it makes you know, obviously Greta Gerwig, uh, who I believe is still dating Noah Baumbach, right? I believe so. so yeah. Um, so that leads me to two Noah Baumbach films that I feel like could be considered influences on this. One would be The Squid and the Whale, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an amazing movie about uh, two brothers, uh, one in high school, one in about sixth grade, little little younger, uh, de- dealing with their parents' um, divorce and, and kind of how they grow up in, in that world. And the other, I, again, I'm going for obscure, yeah. is did you ever see kicking and screaming um the first bomb you know what? i own it and i've never watched it um the squid and the whale i do love and i think that's a great example i've never seen kicking and screaming though well well go on and keep complimenting me on uh, squid and the whale and then I'll you're amazing that, jason the other I, one lo- I love these choices you're amazing <laughs> <laughs> thanks no but it but you know Squid and the Whale, you know what the biggest opposite of Squid and the Whale in eighth grade is? Is um, Eighth grade, you have this loving father who clearly cares more about, you know, his kids than um, himself or his his daughter than himself. Enough. And Squid and the Whale has one of the most egocentric lead characters that you've ever seen. But, I, 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 again, it's like it's kind of tonally um, just that. God, man, it's like life is tough enough when you're at that age. And then when you have to deal with all the the a divorce on top of that, that's that's a difficult yeah. thing. You know, not that there was a divorce in this one, but she was she didn't have, you know, a mother in eighth grade. And um, and she there's a very good scene about that, oh, yeah. you know, about where she asked what uh, her mom would think of her. Yeah, it kind it kind of hangs um, over the film, and and it's uh, it, it's it's really well done. I think the way that they uh, they handle the fact that the mom isn't there, it's it's interesting the way they do it. I think so, and I think the you know when you talk about something earned, uh, there's a very poignant scene uh, towards the you know end of the film with the dad and the daughter, and uh, after the daughters had a, a rough situation Kayla has a rough situation and uh they kind of talk about their relationship and um the missing mother and also how important she how important Kayla is to her dad to just kind of have a a place in the world and everything so um so that that was kind of similar kicking and screaming totally different it's about people in college graduating college who can't find their way. And I love that as a 
moment as a kind of subgenre of these coming of age stories because a lot of them are high school high school going to college but these kind of post-college ones i have another one on my list too but uh and just not knowing where they fit in the world is um a kind of a unique subgenre of these of sure, these films absolutely yeah coming of age i think is is something that is going to come up in a lot of these puzzle pieces that we're discussing here i mean that that's really uh, that that's like the main theme here is coming of age movies. And, you know, this eighth grade is such a unique one because it's dealing with something that it, it's funny because I think one of the main draws of the movie is how it's so similar in a lot of ways, but so different in a lot of ways to how, you know, we grew up or, you know, our generations grew up compared to, uh, this generation, you know, portrayed in this movie. Um, but yeah, speaking of coming of age movies, uh, my next one is Boyhood, uh, which I actually have written here twice on my list by accident. <laughs> so I must have really been thinking it. Well, that's, that's because it took 18 yeah. years to make. Yeah. So, you know, you're allowed to put it twice on your list. I was thinking about it the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if you take away the whole 18 year gimmick, uh, you know, which I mean, I, I shouldn't really call it a gimmick because I actually did like Boyhood a lot. Um, but uh, if you take away that whole thing, you know, you're still getting a very naturalistic, you know, real version of growing up is, you know, what's um, what's happening in Boyhood and also what's happening in eighth grade. Uh, just, you know, different different people, different eras really. And, uh, but both great movies. I love boyhood. I think it should have won best picture. It's a, a, like, you know, forget it being a gimmick. Yeah. That's a huge achievement in filmmaking is. to put that, you know, there. Um, and link letter again is uh, you, you could have chosen a number of his Absolutely. films, right. To, that could have been, I mean, in a way days and confused is one of these, you know, into the night. Uh, and I had days and confused on my list as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> um, but I love, um, love that. I love boyhood. I love, I think that's a good, uh, influence for any, yeah. any film. You know, um, I, uh, I guess we got to go to again. And what I like about eighth grade, Kayla is a very well realized, like female, young female mm -hmm. character, you know, and like you said earlier, we don't often see that. So one film that, uh, I mean, just killed it with that was Juno. Oh, yeah. So Juno, who my dog my dog is named after is on my list. Nice. Juno. Nice. Yeah. Juno is, uh, that's a great movie. And, um, I, I think it gets forgotten about a lot lately. You know why? I think, I think you're right. It's because it's so stylized in the dialogue and everything else. And it's just kind of like Jason Reitman hasn't really hit it out of the park since maybe up in the air and Diablo Cody, Hasn't hit it out of the park since, well, I'd say young adult for sure. Reitman, but, uh, and for Diablo Cody too, but that's a long time, you know, that's a long time since they've kind of captured what that zeitgeist of, of uh, sure. emotion. <laughs> yeah. But no, June, Juno's a really good one. And, and yeah, it, all, all the, uh, you know, also all of the, uh, the way the characters talk and all that, the slang and all that. It's so like of the moment, which eighth grade is of now, you know, it's so perfect with Gucci and everything. <laughs> Gucci. That's how she signs off her. Yeah, social that's how media. we'll be signing off this episode. Of course. 
Um, <laughs> you're like, I did not agree to that. <laughs> um, so my next puzzle piece uh, kind of brings things back a little bit more towards American Pie territory. Um, and that is Mean Girls, um, specifically with uh, the interaction with some of the mean girls in her school, which is apparently still a thing now. Bullying and all that shit. It's uh, it's terrible. And uh, we saw it you know, in Mean Girls. We're seeing it here in eighth grade. The characters are very reminiscent of uh, characters out of Mean Girls. I imagine those kind of girls grew up watching Mean Girls and apparently uh, you know, thought it was okay to be the other side of the... Uh, <laughs> you know of that dynamic um yeah and, and you almost wonder i hopefully kids are a little more uh, woke yeah, than we were you know but uh i think i think we can all look back and and uh whether we were bullies or not you know we we can look back at things that we did that that weren't great you know and we had to learn from sure. so that's my big speech it's <laughs> my big speech that Pretty was good, good. Speech, i liked huh? it i liked it yeah, that was my, it was, I want everyone to feel like they can grow as people. That's what this show is about. Um, that's that and my next pick, which is a little kind of out there, but I think you can't talk about coming in, coming of age movies without it. The graduate, um, I don't know, man. I think something in the comedy too reminds me of the way that like Mike Nichols just let things breathe. And this movie just lets things take that extra uh -huh. beat sometimes, you know? So I, and you know, that is, I guess the first modern version of a guy uh, out of college who just doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. And, you know, now I guess that pressure is on sure. an eighth grader. Yeah. Well, it probably is nowadays you know, with, uh, I, I think, uh, Bo Burnham has actually said in some interviews that I, uh, I saw about how like a big, a big reason for the movie is just looking at, at how with social media, everybody is like constantly on, they have to experience life of someone who, you know, has to know what they're doing and, and navigating the world and all that stuff at such a young age when before you kind of had some time before you had to get to that point. Um, and so she's like trying to make her YouTube channel and all that crap and trying to like, really like be a person and everything when really, I mean, she still should have time. I mean, we certainly did when we were that age. It's nice to grow up out of the spotlight. Yeah. yeah I think he said specifically now everybody gets to know what it's like to be a D list, uh, comedian, uh, as they're going through high school. <laughs> Which is probably why you had me on this show because of my <laughs> if I didn't, ascending if, comedy career. Right? So. If we didn't mention that, Jason is a uh, comedian here in Las Vegas. <laughs> Just in Vegas, guys. Ne nowhere else. <laughs> Never will I get booked outside the city. Thanks, Dave. That's the worst. Just thing a anyone, local. That's the worst thing anyone could say. Huh? Idiot. <laughs> it's a horrible introduction for a comedian. This goes a local comedian. Like, man, I toured the country, bro. It's like you know what? Uh, and uh, they did it last night. Uh, I was working with a funny uh, comedian, Jocelyn Sharp, and, and I can understand why people get pissed off. Women get pissed off. Oh, this next lady is a really funny woman. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't specify it. Just bring her up because she's a funny comedian. It doesn't matter, you know. But, yeah, you can see me here in Vegas, everybody. Nowhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm I'm the asshole right now, apparently. <laughs> local, lo, according to local podcaster yes. Dave Rosen, I deserve that one thousand percent. Oh man, is it mine or yours? Whose turn? Is I don't. It? I, I don't, don't know. I just know lost anymore. track. Actually, um, I think what? I think it's my turn. I think you just you just did uh, the graduate, and yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so my next one, um, and I could be wrong about this one. Let me let me preface this one. I could be wrong about this. There may have been something before it, um, but the first movie I can think of that did the webcam thing really well was it the Unfriended horror movie series? I never saw it. So um, okay, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, you're gonna have to, you're gonna just have to take this one and run with sure. it. Sure, yeah. And again, I could be wrong. There could have been like some huge movies before that that I'm not thinking of, which is different from the found footage thing. Um, it, it's more of just specifically speaking into the camera on your computer and having the whole computer interface and all that stuff popping up and everything uh kayla's making her web series you know multiple times throughout the movie and it's it's a big uh big part of the movie it's mainly what uh framed all the trailers and all that stuff and so yeah it's it's used as narration like the i didn't mean to interrupt you it's It's just used as that kind of narrator um where you instead of a voiceover you're hearing it you know through her web series and everything yeah please go on oh no you 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 just said it better than i could have said it um (laughs) but uh yeah i actually have not seen the unfriended movies either um i just remember them and they're, they're the first use of that device that i could think of and you know it kind of showed that that is something that could translate to uh being used in a film you know and so that's why i thought it would you know, be a good, a good mention as a uh, possible influence. All right. Well, I, I have another one that is, that is, has nothing to do with the coming of age or anything like that. But I, but I want to put it out there just because of its use of social, social media, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, which would be chef because the whole movie is almost based on this dude getting a bad review on, uh, online and everything like that and fighting back against the critic on his Twitter. And, uh, it's, I just put it out there because we didn't want to just have all the same type of things. Um, so it's just a little different. Sure. No, I, I like that a lot. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think of that, but it's a really good one that that is another really good use of social media. Um, the, the way that social media ends up, you know, being such a big plot point as it continues on. And I love that movie. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a really good one. Uh, I actually only have one more puzzle piece here. Um, I don't know how many more you have. I hope you have another hour ready. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, well, I'll go with this one. Um, and this is more of a character thing, uh, not so much the whole movie. Um, but obviously, you know, this movie is very funny throughout, but I mean, I think the biggest laughs come, uh, at the end with the character Gabe, um and he's played by Jake Ryan and uh i i look at his character as sort of a uh a McLovin by way of wet hot american summer um and so those are inspirations for that character specifically not so much the entire movie but what a great character i mean i knew that kid in many ways i was that kid um growing up you haven't mentioned the movie what's that 
You didn't even mention the movie yet. What movie are you oh, talking about? Oh, I'm talking about Wet Hot American Summer and the McLovin character. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. You're saying both. I did. Uh, okay. I did actually have super bad on, on a list. Oh, too. nice. So I agree with you. And I think you're right. Wet Hot is. Uh, oh, you're. T- yeah. Big the, the awkward geeky kid. And yeah, that could be a number of characters in Wet Hot American Absolutely. Summer. Absolutely. Right. And it's such a funny character. I mean. And he does it so well, that kid. It, he's, he's so great. Um, yeah, played by Jake Ryan. Um, so funny, and, and and a great way to, uh, you know, to because I I can't imagine how else they could have ended that movie other than her befriending some some goofy kid, you know, because uh, it, it seems like she found like her person, you know what I mean. The nice thing about that is that she kind of becomes like the, I don't want to say the one in control, but the one with a little more confidence sure. and he's kind of like trying to catch up Absolutely. to her and everything. Absolutely. So. And that that's so that's, you know, that adds to, to that realness. Cause I think that's kind of, kind of life. You're like, just kind of always, um, you know, you're the friend and then you're someone's friend. Like, you know, it's just a kind of back and forth as you, you know, maneuver that growing up thing. Um, but yeah, that, that kid's great. <laughs> yeah, this was, this is, um, eighth grade is in the top three for me right now for the year of, of sitting films. at number five for me myself. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. I thought it was, um, the use of technology in regards to everyday applications, as opposed to like making a big show out of technology mm-hmm. was cool. And just, the um, emotional power that he was able to work into these very simple um, moments really, really uh, shine through for me throughout the whole movie. Absolutely. Um, You know, I just thought of one more puzzle piece. Did you have another one? I could, I mean, I was, um, I would say, We just talked about Superbad, right? So, I mean, you know, in a way, I kind of feel like Little Miss Sunshine should be on this list for some reason, but I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah, no, I could see that because, you know, I mean, Little Miss Sunshine was, you know, she felt so, you know, awkward, but she learned her, you know, her her place and like learned learned how to enjoy, you know, growing Uh, up and enjoy what's, you know. Yeah, that kind of overcoming of obstacles and you know putting yourself out there that was kind of one of the other themes of the movie that i think little miss sunshine did really well no that's a really good one um yeah and my my final puzzle piece then uh one one that i just thought of i had actually thought of it before but i forgot to write it down it just popped back in my head um i was just talking about that actor jake ryan uh who played gabe uh he was also in my least favorite Wes Anderson movie, Moonrise Kingdom. I know most people love that movie, but uh, Moonrise Kingdom, despite me not really liking it that much, I, I, I again, the, that those kind of themes of growing up, uh, the whole coming of age thing. How could you call that your least favorite Wes Anderson movie? That most people think I'm insane. You know, you I don't know what it is, and I should go back and try to watch it again one day. It, it's just every one of his movies has on whether I loved it or I just liked it, like somewhere on that range right away when I watched it, when I watched Moonrise Kingdom, I was just like bored. I don't know what it is. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. I love that movie. I loved it. And that to me was the movie that kind of like 
brought Wes Anderson back. Not that he was ever really right. away, but I think that movie like kind of started this new hot streak that he's on. Um, and uh, I think it's a good pick. And even though you're a dumb <laughs> idiot about it. Yeah. That's to me. <laughs> hey, you want, you want to um, let me, let me throw out a movie that is not, I would say no influence to this, but since we talk so much about good coming of age movies, I would recommend it. Uh, the Whackness for people who haven't seen that. I think it's on Netflix now. Jonathan Levine's first movie. It's such a great, um, uh, just kind of like character piece on coming of age. And this guy who is the main character is not like this awkward nerdy kid. He's like one of these kind of white hip hop kids from yeah. Brooklyn in the nineties, but uh, it really works on a lot of levels and whatnot. So I would great I would movie. And uh, movie. you know, spoiler alert, I'm guessing it'll be one of our puzzle pieces when we do white boy, Rick uh, in a few weeks. <laughs> but uh if that's the rest of your, you don't have to pay me for that. <laughs> if that's the last of your puzzle pieces, um, I'm going to do what we call the finished puzzle here and list off all the movies that we just discussed. Um, and that would be American pie. Welcome to the dollhouse project X rocket science, mean girls, boyhood, Ingrid goes West, the squid and the whale kicking and screaming days and confused. Juno, The Graduate, Lady Bird, Unfriended, Chef, Moonrise Kingdom, Little Miss Sunshine, and a combination of McLovin from Superbad and Wet Hot American Summer. Um, we could throw the whackness at the end. Most of those Isn't movies it, it, are It's great. really a great list of movies. Yeah, most of those yeah, are Yeah, that, that's the movies. thing. When you're, do, when you're doing this show, like that's one thing I've realized is that the more you like the movie, the more <laughs> the list of movies is just like, wow, what a great list of movies. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we were already kind of getting into it a little bit there in the, like as we went through. But I mean, overall, I mean, I truly loved this movie. I do think it's one of the best movies of the year. Um, I think it would be criminal if the screenplay isn't nominated for something um, come the end of the year. Um, and Bo Burnham, I mean, great comedian kind of just ended up coming out of nowhere with this though. I never like got into him as a comic. It just didn't yeah. do it for me, even though he found a lot of success in it. But then again, guys, I'm just a local <laughs> comedian who plays Las Vegas and nowhere, nowhere else. So how That's can right. I relate to this social media star comedian? <laughs> but I, what I'll say about the, about this film is that, it made me really excited to see what kind of movies he makes in the future. I'm very excited about Absolutely. him as a filmmaker. Absolutely. And uh, I'm I'm curious to see if uh if this girl uh what's her name again? Oh, I got my thing here. It, uh Elsie Fisher. I I'm curious to see if uh she does some really good stuff in the future. I mean, she did a great job of this. I mean, you know, it it's an interesting character and it's so like naturally done. I think so. I think a lot of the, the trap of this movie is you can easily go too big, right? right? And play it too big. And she, she kind of like um, was a little um, restrained in her performance, which worked out really exactly. well. Yeah. I mean, she, it, it really felt like a real person. I mean, I remember when the first trailers came out, I actually thought it was like some kind of <laughs> found footage type thing. I mean, it's like just so real. Uh, one more thing before we uh, close up, one more thing I wanted to mention was Anna Meredith's score. Um, which the music in this film is phenomenal. It's like, just like just really weird 80s synth pop um, mixed with a little bit of more modern sounding, like almost 
almost get into trap rap or something like i mean it's some really cool sounds and very unique soundtrack and uh it really worked amazingly well um with all of the um it, it helped heighten those feelings of awkwardness and tension and especially like with the pool scene and all that kind of stuff it, it was awesome really great score yeah, it reminded me of uh, what was that awesome? Oh, God, I gotta look it up. That great Ryan Gosling movie uh, where he's the the driver. Is it just called uh, driver, Drive? That one and that that whole score. Yeah. Is that what yep. it was called? Man, that score added so much to that Absolutely. film, and this is uh, this kind of had that same feel to it in that definitely, way. Definitely, yeah. No, great, great, great score. Um, so yeah, we could uh, wrap this thing up. Jason, you want to uh, want to plug any of your local appearances that are coming out? You know, I'll be at um, the Elks Club 501, or I don't know enough about Elks Clubs. Um, what I uh, I mean, when does this air? Does it matter? Uh, it, it should be up like, this coming Friday, actually. <laughs> It'll be up this coming Friday. Uh, next uh, The day that it's up, I'll be at uh, Hooters Casino, nice. a nationally known brand nice. that has a local outpost. <laughs> Not a Hooters restaurant. We're at... Where I have performed before, but this is the actual casino. Um, hey, but uh, you know what I want to plug is uh, this little project that I recruited your talents yes. for. Um, I, ha- I had a web series out uh, last year called The, De- the Defeated, um, which is about awkward relationships and how that worked. And now we're doing another web series called Copper Creek. Um, uh, eight different little comedy, uh, you know, kind of slices of life that take place in a uh, apartment complex called Copper Creek. That should be out in October, November. And, and Dave did a awesome song for a very heated ping pong match between a dad and a son. <laughs> <laughs> which is my specialty by the way ping pong music um <laughs> where, where where can they find all this it's, it's not a good <laughs> yeah i just watched that episode of atlanta where they played ping pong and i really felt they missed having your musical expertise on that one well so. i appreciate that comment uh, <laughs> I'm on social media all over Jason Harris comedy uh, or Jay Harris comedy on all of the different things. And then Copper Creek has its own, um, just like the defeated Facebook page. Uh, the defeated was the defeated show. Facebook.com backslash defeated show. This one's facebook.com backslash Copper Creek show. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be on all the social medias and should be release, releasing soon. Awesome. And uh, we do not end any of the episodes by saying Gucci. So. <laughs> I will though. Gucci. This is Jay, Aaron, and Richard, and we're the VCR Kids. We rewatch movies from our childhood. They're mostly from the 80s and 90s. And we decide whether or not it holds up. Look up the VCR Kids on your favorite podcatcher and check out some of our past episodes. We've watched Hook, All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Mighty Ducks, and more. And check out our special episodes where we watch Harry Potter with our friend who has never seen them. Search for the VCR Kids today. We'll talk at you soon. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about eighth grade. Again, it's a great movie. You guys really need to see it. Should still be in theaters for another week or two here at this point. Um, it's been out for about a month, month and a half. So it is going to be leaving soon, but uh, definitely get a chance to watch it. And if not, it'll be on VOD, I'm sure pretty soon. Um, 
So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you check out Jason Harris's comedy and his uh, web series. I'll put links to that in the show notes. And make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together. Again, you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, any of the uh, major podcast apps. And you can rate and review us on iTunes, which is always incredibly appreciated. Um, what else we got going on? We are now on TeePublic. You can buy our t-shirts, um, which you could also get the design on uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. A hoodie, a coffee mug, a baby onesie. I don't know. There's like a whole bunch of stuff on there. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Or you can just search for Piecing It Together on TeePublic. Um, so yeah, we got merch. And of course, you could also win t-shirts um, by making sure you're following our social media sites or sign up for our mailing list because we're going to be doing all kinds of prizes and giveaways in the coming weeks, uh, including t-shirts and other prizes as well. So make sure you are subscribed to us. Um, you can subscribe to the mailing list at our website, piecingpod.com, or you could just subscribe to us on social media at piecingpod. Also, make sure to join our Facebook group. Uh, piecing it together a movie discussion group where we have all kinds of conversations about the movies that we talk about on the show and just all kinds of other movies in general. And uh, aside from that, uh, we got a couple more episodes already in the can, so we should have an episode for you next week, regardless of if my computer gets fixed or not. But let's hope it gets fixed, because seriously, this is a freaking disaster. Um... And speaking of which, it's hard to get back to my music, which, uh, of course, I always leave you at the top of the episode with the uh, top of the episode. That's the beginning of the episode, isn't it? Not the top of the episode. What's the end of the episode? What's like the uh, the opposite of the top? The bottom? No, it's not the bottom. That seems like the beginning, too. I don't know. But we uh, end the episode with a piece of my music, and I'd love to make some new music, but with my computer the way it is, it's been a little tough lately. Um, but hopefully I'll be back to making some more music soon, because I am in the middle of a new album, and uh, I want to get some new music out for you guys, too. So with that said, I'm going to leave you with a piece of music. Um I'm on my laptop right now, so I don't have all my music in front of me, so I don't know what I'm going to play. But I'm going to insert a song here in a second, and I'm just going to say goodbye to you guys for this week, and I'll talk to you next week.
and All Points West.